What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Beanball Podcast. This is episode number 59, and we are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What's up, man? Not much, man. I see it's uh, been one of those weeks. You got the IPA here. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> when I thought summer was like almost halfway through, like, okay, my life's not that bad. And then this week happens. Yeah. Well, what's going on this week? So I guess more people are traveling now because I guess they see COVID's not upticking after July 4th. Because before July 4th, we were about 75, 80% during the week. Okay. Fine. Give me a break. I'm still short staff. Well, we've been sold out every day and it looks like it's going to be like that till early August. Okay. I'm like, okay, we're getting our ass whooped. Tuesday comes, I wake up to get some stuff done in the house, my day off. One of my three people who are full-time is sick. Okay. So I had to go into work. We get our ass whipped again. <laughs> and it's supposed to be just me and her the next day. Well, she's still sick. So I'm pretty much by myself, mm. running the restaurant, opening the restaurant, and we did buffet. Luckily, it wasn't that bad. Everyone ate buffets. But right before I came here, she called out yet again. She's supposed to do a double tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, well, the restaurant's going to be closed because I'm just doing buffet then. Because literally, it's just me and one other person tomorrow. Okay. Usually, there's four of us on the weekends. Three out front, one cook, and a dishwasher. There's just three of us, and mm. one of them's the dishwasher. Mm. My cook's off because he requested off. And then, yeah. Okay. So, it's a week. And then, if she's still not feeling better, I hope she don't have the, the COVID. Mm, mm, mm. She don't know. She's not getting better. I'm like, oh, Lord. Man. She's like, hopefully I can get the doctor. I'm like, well, my days are Monday and Tuesday off. I'm wondering if I'm getting those. But yeah. Speaking of COVID, it's a crazy time that uh I saw a memory post on I think about Facebook I shared about the our picks of the ALNL of last year. <laughs> so literally right now we were doing our picks <sighs> for the start of the season That's last crazy. year. And we're more than halfway through. Man. It's insane to think about now. It's like yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like you said, this time last year we're we're getting ready for getting baseball. ready for baseball. Yeah, now we're halfway through. Um, there's a lot that's been happening. And you know, a lot of teams are strong. A lot yep. of teams are surprising. And we're a week away from the trade deadline, so we're yeah. getting to that. It's like yep. man, it's like we're not just talking about baseball. We're talking about who's going to make the playoff push. You got to decide now who's going to be buyers, who's going to be sellers. Stuff's already happening. But today's breaking news, man, we were we all knew it was coming. But it finally happened. Yeah. Um, so the Cleveland Guardians, <laughs> formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, have yeah. changed their name. So effective in the season, the Indians will go away once they are, if they are in the postseason, once they get that last out and they have been um, terminated, they'll lose. Yeah. And they'll become the Guardians. Yeah, man. They've been known as the Indians for over 100 years. Yeah. Uh, they've been there since 1915. As and the, we. As the Indians, yeah. And we know them from Major League, yeah. the movies, the, like, you know, the Indians. Um, it's crazy. It's, yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're taking the initiative. They're not trying to be reactive. They're being proactive because they've seen what's going on with the other teams, like the Redskins, yeah. who we don't have a team name for them yet. Yep. Um, and other teams that are also changing names. So they went ahead and was like, look, we're going to go ahead and do this now. Yeah. So, you know, um, last year after the Floyd. I'm killing near, you know, and they're like, they start thinking about changing the name. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the last, over the month, they potential names nearly 1,200 over the last month. You know, team said about 140 hours of interviews with fans, community leaders, and front house personnel to survey about 40,000 fans and the club landing on Guardians. Mm-hmm. At first, it's weird. Until you kind of get the meaning behind it for Cleveland. Well, I'm like, yeah. okay. You know, and I, and I think, um, 
Well, even when you a hear a lot the, of people were not happy about it, right? On Twitter, right. Like, well, you know, went. the organization said that they had potentially twelve hundred names they had to go through. Yeah. Um, and you know, they surveyed forty thousand fans. Um, and I think the fans, you know, the idea of Guardians is, is not bad because you have Guardians of the Galaxy and this and that. So, so that name's been thrown around a lot more recently. Because yeah. if you would, if that if they weren't as popular as like you know Disney wasn't doing that, I don't know if Guardians would have been up there. Um, but it seems. To be a pretty good yeah. fit, um, so they want a name that you know represents the pride of the yeah. Clevelanders. So the Guardians reflect to define them when they're drawn upon the iconic Guardians of the traffic, which outside the ballpark on their Hope Memorial Bridge. I'm like, okay, now it's making yeah. sense of why it's yeah, the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, it brings life to the Clevelanders, takes it to the city. So the colors are not changing, the font of Cleveland's not changing, the logo's different. If you haven't seen it by now, we'll post it if you're on YouTube, and but um. It's going to be different. Now, the next thing for me is, is there going to be a mascot involved down the line? Like, you had Chihuahua. Of course, you did away with that. It was the first thing that went before the Indian's name went. So, it's like, I wonder what to do with that. Like, do you have a Thor-like figure? Yeah, I'm something, thinking. Or, like, I'm thinking how like, you have the, the Guardian of Traffic. You, you know, something like that. Yeah, you know be what's funny so. is, is uh, the image that comes to my mind for some reason is, like, Thanos, like just with the helmet kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's where if you haven't seen the logo, it has the like wings, which yeah. is on. There I saw go. the picture of the statue on that bridge, and they have that. So, okay, so that's where that came from. So I'm almost certain that some godlike creature, how they're gonna do it, like be a guardian. So yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely gonna be used to. Um. So most likely with the renting stuff now. Most likely, Cleveland Indians fans, you know, towards the end of the season, there'll be a sale at Indians merchandise. There'll be an introduction of merchandise for the Guardians mm-hmm. to get you in ready yeah. for next year. Right. And hopefully, maybe they even do a, a thing where you can trade in stuff to get yeah. know, Guardians gear if you have Indians gear. I don't know. You know, some some teams have done that in the past. Yeah, because, you know, it's already been, what is it, Um, almost three years since Wahoo has left the Indians as the logo. So, yeah. it's definitely going to be weird. Now, if you think about it, like, especially if you introduce, like, we introduce our kids to Major League, the movie, mm-hmm. and the Cleveland Indians, and they're like, "What's who's the Indians? We're like, well, they're the Guardians now. That's a weird thing. Right, and it'd be cool, though. I mean, you know, you yeah. still explain to them the history behind it, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's. I think they're going in the right direction. A lot of people were hoping the Spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that As was, a homage was the to, the, to the old team back in the day. Yeah, I was like, man, this would be weird. But we do have, you know, college teams that the Spiders, like the Richmond Spiders, mm-hmm. but I'm like, a baseball team called the Spiders. Any any name, it's just gonna be weird. Yeah, because you're like, so used to it. Yeah, yeah, like I'm a big Redskins fan or Washington football team, so definitely a trademark issue with whatever team they're going with and fine tuning it. Because they also said no Native American, mm-hmm. so that's what Indians wanted to do. So Guardians must have been easy. I guess no really trademark yet, so it was probably easier to get done faster than what like the Washington football team has been doing because. They're supposed to announce it early next year, so <laughs> I'm assuming right after the Super Bowl, probably when that announcement is done. So okay. good for them. Now we'll get right into it. Yeah. Um. So the Some next trade thing, talks. Yeah. Next thing on our list, uh, Nelson Cruz has been traded. The first one. So we knew we're as recording this Friday. You know, we are a week away from the trade deadline. So it's like, who's going to start this? Of course, we talked about Jock Peterson last week. That was more of a need to fill. Now it's like, okay, we're now a week away. We need to start getting these trades done. 
Nelson Cruz is going to the Rays to be their permanent DH now for at least the next three months. Yeah, and, and add some veteran leadership yeah. to the club as well. Um, you know, before we started recording, I told Alan that um, I'm pretty sure that I saw that, you know, the 41-year-old Cruz hit his ho- hit a home run in his debut. Um, and according to Sarah Langs on Twitter, she said that 41 years and 22 days old, Nelson Cruz <laughs> is the third oldest player since at least 1901 to homer in his debut team the only people older than him is 2013 was Henry Blanco for the Mariners at 41 and some change. And then 1993, Dave Winfield for the Twins at 41 and change, too. Wow. So, yeah, pretty cool, man. He got on the team and first thing you know, hit a bomb. Yeah, he, he knew that most likely he was getting dealt by how disappointing the Twins were this year. But he still he said he was shocked and heartbreaking when, you know, at the two and a half season in Minnesota because he resigned. Yeah. You know, it's a tough one. He said he said, I guess a new chapter. I will embrace it the way I've embraced everything else in life to help Tampa Bay win a championship. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they were a couple games away from winning last year. So can he help, you know, um, moments before the four game series in Cleveland, the Rays, who entered the night just one game behind Boston and the East announced that they got Cruz and, of course, minor leaguer Calvin uh, Flusher from Minnesota exchange for two minor league right-handers Joe Ryan and Drew Stroman you know his 19 home runs is tied for second most by DH this season and remember I think wasn't last year he was up in the MVP vote because how well of a season he was having at yeah, DH man. yeah so you know he is 41 seven-time all-star he has 436 home runs he'll bring that pop to you know Tampa Bay because they've been struggling with left-handers they're only hitting 222 against the lefties mm-hmm. so he's definitely going to help so He's excited, and uh, of course, you know, his new manager is very excited to get a guy like, you know, Cruz, you know, he was in the All-Star game with him as he was managing, so not even, what, a couple weeks later, now he's now he's your, your guy now. <laughs> exactly. So, it's awesome. So, I really, you know, maybe this does spark some more Tampa Bay. You see, you know, with his season knowledge, he'll help some of the younger guys. So, but now Cash don't have to worry about who's DH, because now he knows Yep, exactly. So yeah. now it's like now you get to play with the outfield and other positions, mm-hmm. how you're going to set the lineup and stuff now. All right. So, you know, but uh, the two other guys that the Twins got are both in AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, one is actually in Tokyo right now representing Team USA. Cool. Um, and then the other guy, uh, Stroman, he has a th- uh, 3.39 ERA this season, and he was the 17th um, ranked prospect for the Rays. And then Ryan was the tenth prospect for the for the Rays. So, okay. some solid arms, you know, that could maybe help the Twins because that's a big question mark for the Twins right now. So, yeah. Side note: Speaking of the Olympics, a uh, pretty cool story. Um, Eddie Alvarez, uh, he is one of the flag bearers, I believe, for Team USA. And if you don't know who he is, he plays for the Marlins. He's in a Triple A right now, I believe. Um, but he was also in the 2014 Winter Olympics as a speed skater. Yes. So he, I think I'm not sure if he's the he's, only one or if he's, he's one of the one only of the Americans few, I think, that have ever, yeah. ever competed in the yeah, winter I saw something and about that summer when Olympics. he got the roster. Isn't that pretty cool, man? Baseball. I'm like, wow, he speed skating. And he's playing baseball. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, oh, I remember that a couple years back when he uh, first got on. I was like, man, there's a speed skater trying to play ball. It's like I was kind of I was like, is this a Tebow thing? But no, he's pretty. He's, he was pretty good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he, I think he got a silver medal for speed skating. So if he can medal and and in this one, this would be crazy. It's gonna be. They have some good veterans on the on. You know, yeah, Team I thought USA. I saw the Todd father out he there. Is. <laughs> he is. He is. Okay. Um, yeah. I think what was it Matt Kemp? I think is on it too. Too, so they got some veterans. Dude, that's exciting. So, like, you, you know, you and I always love these these things that are world outside. Baseball yeah, classic, World Baseball the, Classic. Yeah, Olympics it's just, finally back. Man. It's like, and I'm you know glad. what? I, I'm really excited to see is the softball. Softball, yeah. 
Which freaking Cat Osterman out there. You know, <laughs> USA was dominated, and I think that's why maybe they yeah. gave up on it. Like, okay, they're but there's other people that dominate certain sports, but. I'm excited they're bringing that back. I'm excited to see how skateboarding does this yeah, year. Yeah, dude. Surfing. And there's something else they added. But it's definitely weird because, you know, none of this we'll see it live. Because <laughs> I know. Most of them you have to be up at like 2, 3, 4 in the yep. morning if it's a yep. late game. When I saw because um, I think softball released their schedule and I saw the live time. So I'm like, ooh. Oh, I want to see who's on their roster. Cause ooh. Is Jimmy like, Finch up there? I doubt it. <laughs> well, Cat Osterman's up there. And when I was working um, at the baseball store at Grand Slam, what, in 2000, I don't know, seven yeah, or 12 like, yeah whatever even if even if it was 2011 or something like that cat osterman was one of the main people at the softball still at that time that was mm-hmm. what about 10 11 years ago yeah that's what i'm saying like there's you know it's interesting yeah. look i love the olympics man yeah and let's go team usa yeah <laughs> i'm i'm hoping they get everything you know they've had a couple co- positive tests so yeah. yeah yeah hopefully yeah. there's not no big outbreak and they shut the olympics down and that'd be it that'd be a bummer <laughs> and it's weird again seeing Sports events because I had one of the early soccer matches on at work. Oh, okay. Where there's no one in the stands. <sighs> Yet again, it's like, man, I thought we were that's over tough. this. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Man. All right. Well, okay. Let's get back on track. Um, so speaking of 41 year olds, so Rays weren't <laughs> done. Rays got a guy they needed, and then they gave up a guy by trading a back end rotation. Oh, um, not over the hill, but an older arms, you know, innings eater, Rich Hill. To the Mets. Yeah, I'm okay with it. You know why? Because you got a guy with experience. He gets the job done. He's a huge guy, 6'5", and he's a lefty. What yeah. is not to like, man? Yeah, you know, he's 41. Ah, I think yeah. this season he has a three-point, was it three or? 3.87. Yeah. You know. It's, Six and four this year. So that kind of shows that, you know, they have a bunch of young guys that actually has done well for the race. Yep. So it's like he's expendable. Let's try to get and they're getting a bullpen arm which has mostly been on the DL this year from the Mets and a minor league catcher who was the fourth round pick last year who right. was in, I think double A this year because we all know the Mets catching number one prospect is the centerpiece so they're not worried about any other catching prospects so yeah. you know Rays eventually do need a bunch of catchers mm-hmm. but they get you know all they they love is bullpen arms and <laughs> down there in Tampa Bay you get a starter, then you, you know two innings, and they'll throw a bunch of relievers out there. But I like it. You know that does show that Mets. Um, we did need um starting pitching, but it does show that maybe David Pearson's gonna be out more than what they thought. Um, Cookie should be back in the next couple of weeks. Syndergaard hopefully September. So yeah, if he stays in a dugout, wasn't he out there during a the fight the other day? I was like Syndergaard, get back in there. It was like a, I think it was a Stroman. Oh yes, that <laughs> yes when we we're here. Yeah, when we we're recording last week. Yes. <laughs> Because uh, he was he did travel with them because he's yeah. working out and stuff. Anyways. But, but yeah, it's um I'm glad I'm like okay that's a solid one I'll take it. Yeah, I mean even like I said I know he's been struggling in the last seven game in his last seven games he's like one and two with a five four ERA but you know he's been overall been pretty solid and that's what the Mets need. Um, if he can eat some innings that'd be great. I know the last couple outings he's had he's only been in there for five innings five at the innings most. And gave us some um, but that's okay if he can get back on track you know get a solid six that'd be I think we'll be all right. Yeah. The, some of the bullpen guys have been a lot better yeah um lately for the Mets so you know the runs is actually up before the all-star break I think we we're barely averaging three runs a game we were up to now six about just over six a game so offense is definitely better could it be because no more sticky stuffs in baseball we don't know or maybe the yeah. maybe they did we change don't. the ball during all-star we break know. we yeah, don't know exactly. like bring out the old ones yeah we don't know um but either way I think uh uh, Pete Alonzo's been happy with it. Uh, Tim Anderson's been doing pretty good. There's there's some guys out there that's been 
Been yeah, Mr. Home Run Derby champ has been on fire yeah, since man. winning that title again. Yeah, he's up to, what, 20 home runs now or yeah, so? Yeah, but I think he's hitting four since the, coming back from the break. So yeah, he's definitely locked in right now. So, but, you know, Rich Hill, solid accusation, you know. Yeah, 41, but, you know, solid for the next three months to fill in. And if we do get everyone back, then we have a buttload of pitching but hey rich hill will be good for an inning out of the bullpen during the postseason if necessary yeah absolutely yeah i think that'd be solid um well all right well speaking of that what players should we see moving by the end of the deadline so we are a week away so now like everyone's got to be figuring out doing the like you know yankees have checked in on trevor story yeah and that, that makes sense because but does is that the only thing yankees need let's be real yeah i don't know you gave up a walk off not out by a hit by an error <laughs> walk and like you're just terrible right now. Well, do you now. think it's because historically their teams are usually packed with hitters, yeah. not fielders, that, you know? <laughs> so, you know, then most likely that means, what is it, uh, Gleyber Torres will probably go to second base. Then you're like, what are you going to do with LeMayhew? Where mm-hmm. does he go? Like, it kind of clusters a little everything up. Okay. Um, but then some people are believing that Trevor Story maybe play him in the outfield. So other teams are checking in on him. So my thing is, what is Colorado going to want from him? Okay. For him, you know, it's a rental. He's a free agent, so it can't be too much. Nah, not too much. Maybe some um, prospects. So, and then, of course, everyone's wondering, not if they're going to sell, is how many pieces of club, the uh, the Cubs for Chris Bryant are going to sell. You're talking about Bryant. You're yeah. talking about um, Corey Kluber. Not Corey Kluber, but um, uh, who else? Maybe Baez. And then you even got Rizzo. They're all free agents after the season. Yeah. So, like, do you just load up, trade all of them? I don't know. Do you keep one to try to get ticket sales? Because Baez apparently wants to sign an extension hmm. for about $200 million, which is nothing compared to Lindor and Tati. So it's like, that's a deal. I agree. But do you just go and trade them and try to pull Yankees like they did with the Cubs, mm-hmm. trade for a piece, and then sign them back during the offseason? Because remember, Cubs traded for Chapman. They got their title, and Chapman re-signed back with the Yankees, and Yankees got Glaber Torres out of the deal. That's a win. So well, It's going to be interesting how this pans out, but you, like you said, uh, the Cubs <laughs> probably going to sell the team. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think it, you have to. At a bare minimum, they got to get rid of Brian, I think. I think they're going to get rid of <laughs> at least two. Yeah. And you got to think about, like, you know, Rizzo broke off talks. Baez is still kind of open. He got his figured. Mm-hmm. He's kind of have a semi-down year, so maybe that's why they're, like, mulling on the decision to extend him already. Or do they, like, let's go ahead and trade him and try to get something, and maybe we can try to sign him in the offseason if he likes it here. Yeah. So everyone gets a week to figure out. Um, and then the other names you're thinking about is, like, starting pitching out there. Is mm-hmm. like, who is available and what's the cost? You got to think about young arms. You think of twins with – um. Ho, uh, Jose, uh, God, I'm terrible with names. They're starting pitching. They're ace-ish. Oh, he has like two years left on his rookie deal, so you have control. So that's going to cost. Which he's been linked with the Mets because um, Jerry Hefner, the pitching coach, of course, coached him when he was the pitching okay. coach up there. Has you know inquired about him. So it depends on the price. Uh, Texas, um, their pitcher, God, I'm, I guess my notes didn't save. I had a couple <laughs> names down. 
But um, they're starting pitching. I think they checked. I heard Texans have been checking in on Yankees prospects because, of course, Yankees do need starting pitching. They need something. Um, Angels, of course, need starting pitching. But, you know, they drafted 20 players. But they're not going to help this year. Um, it's what about what about the Nationals? I think the Nationals See, could be th- sellers too. That is the biggest question right now, because you know, Mister Scott Boras said something. You know, I think it was a couple weeks ago or something during the All Star break or something that if he gets traded, Max Scherzer, mm-hmm. he wants to sign an extension. Whoever he gets traded to, I don't know if they're going to want to sign an extension I'm like, at, this uh, end, at this point. It's not the Max Scherzer where we know and love. Still solid pitcher. He is solid. And it's like, what? what's the figure in the years? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wondering. Hmm. For a back in, you know, down slope-ish. And what are they going to get back in return for? What do they need? He's technically uh, rental. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hmm, unless you do sign extension. <sighs> Billy's going to try to make a splash. I don't know what they absolutely need. I think they're checking in on, you know, Trevor Story and couple other people because they just need to find some more bats and maybe some pitching because mm-hmm. you know technically atlanta nationals and i think in philly are within striking distance as they say i think within six games of the mets yeah well, so they technically can like are do they want to commit or do they want to sell like that's kind of the weird scenarios that some of these teams are facing especially since there's no member um wave tread deadline yeah so this is the deadline if you want to sign get anyone so okay I don't oh, it's know. gonna be interesting. Like it, I said, it's coming down to the wire. I think they got about eight eight days or so. Yeah, I think it's Friday at four, if okay. I remember correctly. Okay. So you know we got we're less than a week now because we're past four as we record this. Yeah, it's crunch time. It is. It's as the biggest one is like Trevor Story. Yeah. It's like what what would you give up for three months of Trevor Story and exactly like what position? I love what um. Keith Hernandez said for the Mets, he wouldn't trade for Bryant. Mm-hmm. He would actually try to trade for Baez now with Lindor hurt. Because okay. Baez can fill in a shortstop for now. And then once Lindor is back, you can easily put him at third or second. I'm like, that's actually where Bryant is a little more limited to third base mm-hmm. and outfield. I'm like, okay, that's it's, it, that's interesting. That could be a possibility where and I said, hell, you can probably trade for him. And if he only wants $200 million, you can probably sign him and figure out where to play him later. <laughs> that's true. I'm like, that's interesting. And then you got him locked up. So there's a lot a lot you can do with it at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's a lot of options. It's just it's going to be interesting it, to see how they pan out. It's going to see what's, what the team's willing to give up and what are the teams asking for. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to give this guy up to, you know, for just some B-level prospects? Or are you still going to try to hold up for an A? Because, you know, this is not like NBA and NFL where you throw in draft picks and stuff. <laughs> so, I don't know. It It's going to be interesting. I think it will get hot over the weekend, especially if, if injuries or something happen or a team. Especially if, like, a team gets swept and you're, like, on that borderline team, then it's like, okay, we're going to be sellers now. Yeah. It so, all depends on, yeah, your, your trajectory. I mean, if you're, like you said, if you're on a losing streak and you don't think it's going to get any better, then you got to sell. But if you want to make a push, I mean, like I said, I don't know. Um, I would think the Braves would want to make a push, but then again, they got Acuna hurt, and they're like, well, how far can we actually go? But they're right there in striking distance. Like you said, man, it's like, what do you do? Yeah, and then, like, Rays absorbing all of Cruz's deal because yeah. they have one of the cheapest payroll in baseball, so they can absorb because mm-hmm. they can have money to spend. Yep, yep. Um, so then your teams with tighter money is like, can we go over the tax? Are we willing to go over the tax? That's kind of the question mark with the Mets. Like they're right there close to the tax. Like, mm-hmm. so they got to figure that out. So it's interesting. And then 
White Sox even checked in on Trevor Story because they were wondering because uh, I think for their second base, I think someone got hurt, so they're like inquiring. So the top tier teams are checking through in their homework. So it's going to be interesting what these GMs do over the weekend, early next week, because if we don't get a lot of deals Wednesday, I think Thursday, Friday is going to be insane for the trade deadline because it's going to be well, who's going to bulk first pretty much. So, okay. yeah. I think that's that. So we're going to take a quick break. And after that, we got some very interesting news about a jersey that sold (laughs) that wasn't even worn. Exactly. We'll be right back. (laughs) All right. And we're back. So we'll go right into it. You know, we talked about last week about the all-star auctions at MLB.com. That Otani jersey was already just over six figures at $111,000. Well, it sold. And it went for $130,000. So it's set at MLB.com auction record. Yeah, the highest priced item on MLB auctions dating to 2001. So, you know, but unfortunate thing, I hope in the description, <laughs> whoever won this read or no one really read it, they just thought it was the all-star jersey. This was not worn during the game. This is just a signed jersey. I'm assuming it's got to be. Um, authentic jersey, but not worn. It's not worn, and you bought a ugly, signed jersey, ugly jersey too, for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's crazy because it, it marked uh, the previous record was set just days prior, and it was an Otani jersey as well. But at least this one was a better looking one. It was a, it was a game used home home Angels jersey, and that one sold for one hundred twenty one thousand eight hundred dollars. Um, but yeah, man, an ugly. Just imagine if this jersey looked dope. It could have probably went for three hundred thousand, man. But, uh, but like you said, it's not even a game worn jersey. Yeah, for to be that price, you're assuming that it's his all star jersey, like from the field. Yeah, off his back, I would assume. That's what I thought they were talking about. Not like they were just signing stuff from the all star game. So I am, man. That's got to be disappointing. I really hope the fan, night fan, investor, whoever paid that much for it realized it and is not highly disappointed these last couple days after realizing when someone showed and pointed out that this was not used in the game yeah man you know speaking of things like this i'm I'm wondering have you seen any of the home run balls from the derby on for sale no i I was just wondering about it because like there's a ton of them hit and if they were autographed like you know the the post said um some of pete's was up on auction not hit but it was like hit during the game, oh, okay. like outs and stuff. But it was hit okay. during. I'm just wondering his... about some home run balls, man. Just imagine if you would have got like an Otani or a Pete or something like that ball, and it was like the money ball too, like and it was autographed. Man. Yeah, I haven't checked eBay to see. I'm you know. just saying, if this fake, you know, if this non-game worn autographed jersey went for six figures, just imagine what like a derby ball or something could go for. I don't know. Yeah, but. It... <sighs> Man, I don't. <laughs> I couldn't fathom spending that much money on a jersey that's not game used to be worth that money. Because well, you know the people that are spending that money, that, are, they're not even blinking at. Yeah, that. it's investors and stuff hoping, but that you know one day it could be like the Babe Ruth jersey where it's worth a million dollars. But unfortunately, it, this is not used now. Worn, yeah. So I, I don't know. Hopefully, it was at least worn during pictures or it will actually i don't know if they did a um during practice and stuff because when they took the the photos and stuff they're in regular jerseys when i saw them do the team photos and stuff so 
Literally, they didn't put the jerseys on to the day of the game. So you're saying this guy terribly overpaid. Terribly. You're saying that this is worth less than uh, game-used toilet paper. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> if anything, you can say this is the first all-star jersey because if he does a signing, which he is because he just announced that Fanatics signed an exclusive deal with him because I think yeah. he was with Tops, I believe. Okay. Um, after he signed originally with the Angels. So that contract must have been up. So now he's with Fanatics, which they do signings all the time with their, especially their exclusive people. So there probably will be all-star jerseys signed, most likely for, yeah, but with the inscription with first all-star game, most likely. Mm. So I wonder if it's going to be in Japanese or American, because I know mm. there for a while when he first got over here, some people had the American signed ball and some people had the Japanese signed balls. Mm. When he first got over here, I remember being, in, you know, I'm, in autograph collecting, I remember seeing those. I'm like, that's different. He's, I guess if you asked or something, he signed in either or. Hmm. So I don't know if he's still doing that. Maybe just when he first got over here, but it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, I hope, I hope it was someone who had a lot of money who this is like, okay, my L I'll take it, frame it, hang it. Oh, I paid $130,000 for that art piece right there, (laughs) man. Whew. But that sucks. Mm. All right, let's go to the next. Um, your boy, yeah, man, the Yerminator went, went from retired to back in in the shortest amount of time ever in any sports. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was in any kind of an official thing, but your main Mercedes, he's a he's a rookie with the White Sox. He's twenty eight. Um, he's he was killing it earlier in the season, man. Yeah. He, he got himself a nickname, the Yerminator, and you know he's out there. We're loving it. The fans are loving it. He kind of went to a slump. They sent him back down AAA. Um, then he came out with an IG post that just basically said it's over, and he was like, he wanted to thank his, you know, his, his teammates, his coaches, everybody like that. So we were thinking, oh, this guy's retiring. But then, less than what, twenty four hours later, he's like, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> still, you know, on the on the team in uniform, and then another post. So you know, um, look, I'll, man, yeah, if he can find it again, he's a catcher too, man. That's that's a good spot to be, you know. Yeah. So pretty much he took the spot of um, with, uh, McCant when he signed with the Mets because, yeah. you know, he was the other catcher yeah. for White Sox last year. So pretty much in his tweet when he retired, first of all, I want to thank God for giving me life to the fans that without them, nothing to my family to understand. I always supported um, Daniel Sues for getting me ahead and why I forgiveness to all those who are – often fruit of my immaturity to the members of the radio television press to all the teams i appreciate and not tolerate my decisions to them to everyone who as a human i have failed apologize and thus i walked away from baseball for a while god bless you it's over (laughs) and then like the phoenix rise he's back it's (laughs) yeah i mean like i said his stats aren't terrible i mean you know he was what batting 271 this year he had seven home runs, 37 RBIs. I mean, he was doing it. He, You know, it's just kind of hard when you're not the everyday catcher, I guess. Yeah. But, you know. I hope he sticks with it, man. I'd like to see him back up again. And apparently he was doing well because, um, so, yeah, when he first got demoted, you know, he was batting, you know, 159 over the last 18 games. So, yeah. of course, it's like, okay, look, you need to figure something out. But to my knowledge, he was batting over 300 in A since the demotion. So, he figured it out. It's just now it's like waiting for Where's your turn your spot? Yeah. to get back. Because, you know, 
that rookie of the month in April, you know, he was batting four fifteen. Yeah. Five home runs through twenty two games. You know, he was you know, of course his baseball cards skyrocketed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's hot and you're cold, but you know, now he's a little bit hot again. So we'll see if maybe he gets it. You know, even LaRusa said I'll have to reach out to him because I told him he has a career in the major leagues. He does. Absolutely. So he just needs, you know, to work on his craft, which sounds like he has been. And now maybe he was just disappointed that he hasn't got called back up yet. And maybe if he felt like it's over because he thought maybe this is his last shot mm-hmm. after, you know, no one else wanted to give him the contract, but White Sox did and gave him a shot. It's, it's baseball, unfortunately, man. <laughs> you're on the 40, man. Like, um, you're going to get called back up soon. It's not like you're just a minor league guy anymore. Right. So hopefully whatever was happening with him during the 24-hour period of retiring and coming back, you know, has lit in the fire in him and we'll keep an eye on him, you see know, if he gets called back up soon. If, if anything, at least it's accomplished putting his name in everybody's mouth again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At the at the worst case scenario, like, well, now everybody's talking about you again. So we'll see what happens, man. I think, yeah. I think he'll be back up. I just don't know when. Yep. So All right. we talked about last week, the Blue Jays finally get to go home. Yeah. So early this week was their last home game in Buffalo. So they, they took an L. So they, they <laughs> said goodbye, you know, thought, thanked all the fans and stuff. So they're on the road in New York and I forgot where they go to next. But then they finally get to go home to Toronto and there will be fans. They just announced okay. there won't be, you know, 100 percent, but there'll be 15,000 fans at the stadium when they come back next friday so those fifteen thousand are going probably going to hear like fifty thousand. how oh yeah ready they're probably been missing for this baseball team especially last time they saw them they weren't a playoff team they made the playoffs last year this team is young mm-hmm. thriving um so it's very interesting to see how these fans finally react seeing this team yet again because you know they didn't get playoff baseball last year because it was in buffalo and they're on the track to possibly you know well, the good news is while they were there in Buffalo, they, they did say they felt like they were supported pretty, yeah. pretty well. So that's good. At least they felt like they're still at home, even though they're in the middle of like all the other rivalries get territory. Yeah. So now they get to finally go home, get to be comfortable, get their own fans, feel feel more at ease. Maybe they'll play better. Uh, yeah, and, and then who my knows? question is like the newer players like um, Springer. Mm-hmm. I hope he's had contract with someone or, or contact up there to get him a house, apartment. I'm sure they got people because to help now him. since they got an announcement, you thinking it's been last week right before we went on record this on Friday. They got an announcement, so I hope they got a little more before that. So, look, I need apartment. Or, look, man, the Blue Jays are not going to let him be up there without an apartment. They're definitely going to be looking out for this guy. Yeah, there's so, no way they're going to they're going to put him up somewhere until he finds his thing. I guarantee it. It's just now like I'm wondering how much chaotic is trying to. Yeah get everyone apartments and stuff unless they already kind of had it going like they probably have a guy on that man there's no way that they're gonna make these guys man, stress it's i know i, I know. was like wow it's about <laughs> last minute you know I remember last year because we about remember noah Syndergaard didn't want to pay for the apartment after getting tommy john then COVID happened the whole i don't know whatever happened to that they settled but yep man all right i'm well, glad canada's yeah. opening back up so it's gonna be interesting um, I can't wait to watch highlights of the game because <laughs> next Friday, of course, we're recording. But other than that, I'm ready to see the Mets wear those black jerseys next Friday. So yes. that's what I'm more worried about than Me seeing too. how Toronto. But I will check on them to see um, how the fans react to this young team yet again. All right. Uh, with that, it uh, brings us to our last item of business. Um, this one. 
caught me surprised. You didn't see it till I showed you right before. Yeah, no, this. I didn't see it at all. Um, but it, it, now thinking about it, um, this looks like it's a response to people stealing signs and uh, being the Astros. Um, <laughs> so essentially, the, they're going to try something in the minor leagues. I guess it's going to be uh, settled in single A, and yeah. the catchers are going to have a new way to show or to give signs to the pitcher of what they want to throw. So MLB has reportedly. Prov- provided the green light for testing electronic transmission device sending signals between pitchers and catchers that will be tested out in class a california league beginning august 3rd so ultimately the only pictures we've gotten anything of it is the device that looks like the catchers can be have it's going to be on their wrists kind of like if you in football the quarterback that has the plays on their like forearm yeah. maybe something like that but it has where buttons. you have nine buttons yeah it says v V up, V down, and then hit cancel. And then the the pitcher on the brim of their hat or inside liner is going to have something. So I don't know if it's going to be a vibration. Um, so I'm assuming there's going to be something. Per, so it's going to be very interesting how they figure this out. Yeah. With two weeks to go before they start, you know, start trying this out. Like, okay, your pitch is going to be what? Number two, three, and four? Okay. Press it, like you're gonna get vibration. There's no really information about it. Like yeah, no, it, it's crazy. So yeah, it looks like you said it's a it's like electronic device it has buttons one two three four and some change or whatever. So like hey, here's a, here's a fastball. Let's give him good old number one. But like I said, we don't know how the pitcher is gonna receive that that thing. Is he so, gonna have the same thing yeah. that it looks at? And then my understanding, I hope they're trying testing, figure out if there's a way that a batter can intercept the transmission. Like yeah, a reported buzzer underneath, you know, the Astros jersey exactly. to let you know an all speed something's coming. Right, and is there a way to transmit this to the trash can so it knows how to get hit? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be very interesting. You know, it says hacking system is virtually impossible apparently with the encrypted algorithm, but everyone says that but it's unhackable and it gets hacked. Exactly. So, um, but you know. Baseball fans saw a clear opportunity to use technology to help solve the pace of play. So they're trying this out. Um, definitely could speed well, up and worry about sign stealing. I, yeah, I guess. Um, I guess, you know, instead of, you know, you think someone figure out your signs, you don't have to stop, you know, catch a go out to the mound. Like, okay, we're switching to this. They pull their hat down to see what the new signs are. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it goes. I want to see what the pitcher <clears throat> device looks like is and or how they're going to get these signals is a vibration yeah you're gonna hear a little beep well also i mean in order to save time i mean if they're if that's what they're saying saying saving time or is it just strictly for sign stealing because if it's saving yeah. time does that mean that the pitcher also has buttons that says i don't want that pitch but this is the one i want so you don't have to go through or, four yeah, or, or the pitch i know but if he's still head. shaking his head it's not really saving much time now is it i don't know it's interesting you know more and more technology you know we saw with the ipads you kind of see where when you strike out over you know a couple of years ago when that first got introduction you kind of see like how do you get me so same thing you know in football used to be you had to wait till the printer printed out the place you know to see mm-hmm. how what or where you went wrong <laughs> now you got an iPad you can really watch the replay seconds later so oh, yeah. so it's interesting to see that technology some way but I don't know it I can't wait to see you know I'm ready to see how the mound being back a foot how that test goes out the no more shift where you got to have a foot in the infield you got to kind of feel sorry for these minor leagues they have to get put through all these freaking tests man especially when half the season over and then you then you have to start using this device same thing with the pitching mound being moved back it was right. after the second half of the season and they're trying to make the squad they're trying to make the team you got you're throwing all these curveballs that they're not used to they're like dude 
I'm just trying to make it. Especially like low A, you think some of these people could be players that was drafted this year. Oh my gosh. You know, the guy the high yeah, just college ima- athletes that could possibly try to make make a run for the team. Just this imagine year. Rocker getting on a mound that's a foot behind where he's used to throwing. I mean, he's a big dude, but still it's it's an that's adjustment. Throw your mechanics off. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna take a couple starts to get used to that. Like And then what happens when you get to the big show and now you're all thrown from a from the <laughs> the, the regular mound. that's yeah, it's not good. So hopefully they'll skip him, put him right on double A or something and get him started where he's not having to do that. Yeah, I saw the physicals was happening the other day so i'm like man they're really trying to move this up to get him signed up possibly hey man we're in the middle, of the, in the, middle of the season like so, i said if the mets are contending i'm thinking october is a great year a month man, for him to come up or it'd september it'd be interesting to see yeah. if he makes his major league debut because remember it wasn't nothing because the team wasn't good but you know mm-hmm. ryan zimmerman got drafted in june and was up in the nationals in september before yeah. the season was over the year he got drafted so yeah could we see rocker do the same thing and zimmerman's definitely a, it was the it was a good great decision by yeah the fourth pick and to major leagues in one year it's like wow no minor league baseball for you yeah well so <laughs> at least I know you know so it's very interesting we'll keep an eye on see how that goes um we'll go off topic a little bit not off topic but off script and stuff um did you see what Otani did with his paycheck from the Derby. Yeah, yeah, I, he, uh, I really like that. He split it up as like he got paid like one hundred fifty thousand dollars just to be in the derby. Yeah, and he um he split, he split up over thirty checks, yeah, yeah, which is no. five thousand dollars. Yeah, dude, thirty employees. Here you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because he like, don't he doesn't need it. And the funny thing is, he doesn't make a lot of money by salary if you think about it. Well, not yet. Yeah, not yeah. But his endorsement deals are probably going to be jacked up this year, especially that fan fanatics deal. Especially, especially the way his stuff is selling. Dude is a is a walking billboard, yeah. man. He he's yeah, he's going to get paid. Yeah, but you know, he's two years left his deal. But you know, that's it's nice. You know, hand out five thousand dollars checks to some of the people around the yeah, that's the, very your cool. Normal interaction with that's pretty cool. So, um. I think did it, is that it or had something else, man? Was it tip of my tongue? I can't remember. Hmm. Otani's jersey, Otani's check. Hmm. Mets back in black. We already talked about that. Oh, so I saw that Mets, along with other teams, are starting to look at paying their minor leaguers more hmm. and helping more with housing. So, and then also something about so if like. For example, if you're a Mets player in extended spring training after your injury getting healthy, they're going to back pay you. Usually that would be free. You okay. just help you pay for you to you know be down there training. They're actually going to pay you a salary to, to keep working. And like the minor leaguer is going to get a little bit more um, per month or per week for spending for housing from the Mets. You know, Steve Cohen said he wants to improve this after he got some information. So they have a deadline. I think recently Red Sox did it. So luckily we knew that when minor league took over, I mean, Major League Baseball took over minor league, hopefully this was the direction that teams were going. Okay. Some are. We talked about it a couple weeks ago with the Orioles where they said they were losing their housing and they had to pay for like, some people sleeping oh in their cars. Dude, that is terrible. So hopefully this is the upper 10. Like, I think a bunch of minor league um, players in the Angels organization speaked out. Uh, about the housing issues and stuff recently i saw something about that so hopefully we're in upward traction okay um so yeah i hope they get better because you know some of these players are making six seven hundred dollars a week yeah it's It's tough it's tough man you really gotta love your your job you gotta your dream 
the will to to get to your dream and your goals is has got to be out there for those guys who are really getting underpaid. I mean, these guys have to work other jobs. I'm sure, man. There's no way. Yeah. I don't know what they got to do, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe pick up an Uber job on, on everywhere they go. I don't well, know. it kind of makes you if you think like back in the heyday, like they said, Jackie Robinson during the off season sold appliances yeah. in Brooklyn because yeah. they didn't make money like the players like no, they do now. No, these guys, these guys today, they're getting real good money. So it's yeah. insane that, like, you know, but as your dream, you know, you got to be committed in minor league baseball, especially if you're trying to grind it out. You're not a top pick, so you don't get that bonus money. So you're working your way up and your family or wife, significant other, girlfriend, believe in you. And just think about like, you know, like, Yaz, for example, all those years in the minor leagues and finally yeah. gets shot, and he's still making league minimums. So hopefully, something you know, arbitration's coming soon. So mm. hope there's a bump for him. But man, gotta love, gotta love it. <laughs> Baseball is a love. So yeah, I think that is it this week. Yep, I think that'll do it. So over the next week, um, we'll see what this trade deadline does. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Trade deadline, maybe some Olympic situations. So Who we'll knows? definitely next week we'll definitely recap all these trades because I'm pretty sure everything will be done by the time we record this. So oh yeah, that's going especially if they come down to the wire, a lot of trades. That's gonna be kind of very interesting. To get up notes and who's got traded, who's mm-hmm. leaving. Um, so that is it this week. Y'all stay safe. Please like, share, and subscribe. Share us with a friend. Peace. Hey, thank you for checking out this episode. If you want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe this podcast with your friends. If you want more, even more content, please go check out our Instagram and our YouTube channel, The Beanball Podcast. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.